Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The book of Genesis paints the patriarch Jacob as a schemer and a trickster. He tricked Esau out of his birthright and even swindled him out of his father's blessing. But Jacob's trickery soon came back to bite him. Esau was going to kill him. Jacob left in a hurry. Not a penny to his name and nothing but the clothes on his back. And one night while he was on the run, he had a dream. He saw a staircase with its foot on the ground and its top reaching up to heaven. God's angels were going up and coming down on this staircase. And the Lord God Himself came and stood beside Him. God promised that He would be with Him and that He would bring Him back to this land in peace and prosperity. (coughs) Now fast forward to our reading from John's Gospel. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus identifies himself, of all things, with the stair, with the stairway in Jacob's dream. A stairway connecting earth to heaven. A stairway on which angels ascend and descend. So why does Jesus identify with a stairway? To answer that question, I want you to think about first for a second, who found who? Jesus or Philip? The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip. Jesus decided. He found. It was Jesus' choice, Jesus' decision. Jesus found Philip. There's a sense in which Jesus was looking for Philip. This was not just some random occurrence. Hey, you, over there, what's your name? Come follow me. That's not how it went. Jesus knows exactly who he's looking for. Philip was not looking for Jesus. Philip didn't Philip did not make a decision to follow Jesus either. Philip did not go up to Jesus and say, hey, can I follow you? No. Remember, this Jesus is the same one who was in the beginning with God. When he speaks, things happen. Let there be light. Boom! Light. Philip simply hears the call. Follow me. And he does exactly that. Philip will later say to his brother, we have found the Messiah. Wait a second. Hold up. Who found who? Jesus found Philip. Philip wasn't even looking for Jesus. Jesus sought him and found him. 
And that's the imp- there's an important point here to remember that Jesus chose his disciples. Later on in John's gospel, on the night when he was betrayed, Jesus reminded them of this very point. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And this is the way it's always been. God is the one who sought out Adam in the garden when he was hiding. In the Old Testament reading, Samuel was just going about his daily tasks in the tabernacle. He wasn't waiting for or expecting some mystical experience with God. God is the one who came and sought Samuel. And we see in John's Gospel that God took on human flesh and decided to go and find Philip. God does the seeking. God does the deciding. God does the saving. Now, you may think that you decided to follow Jesus, that you chose Jesus, that you made a decision to, or choice to be a disciple of Jesus. It may feel that way to you. That may be your experience, but that's not the way it was. You did not seek and find Jesus. He sought and found you. We cannot follow Jesus unless he first comes to us. There is no discipleship unless we hear the voice of Jesus inviting us to follow him. This means that there is no faith without Jesus' word. Jesus' word preached or heard or read. Jesus' call to follow him is found through his word. It's an invitation for sinners like us to trust him. There is no forgiveness without the word. No holiness, no discipleship, no sanctification, no salvation apart from the word of Jesus. Follow me, says Jesus to each and every one of us. Some of you he found in infancy, where the words, follow me, were poured over your head in baptism. Others, like me, he found later on in life. But he found us all nonetheless. Throughout it all, it is always Jesus who does the finding. And thanks be to God that he came to seek and save that which was lost, or we would be lost forever. Now this helps us to begin to see the point about Jacob's stairway to heaven. Jesus identifies himself with Jacob's stairway because the stairway shows that God was there in that place with Jacob. Jacob called that place Bethel, which means God's house. Bethel became one of the great holy places of Israel, one of the places where the early Israelites would gather together and worship. And that tradition of Jacob's dream, of the angels going up and coming down on this stairway, was connected to the belief that when you worship God in his house, God was really there. And his angels coming and going to link heaven and earth together. And we have that exact same idea with the divine service, where we confess that we worship with angels and archangels and all the hosts of heaven. Jesus says where there are two or three gathered in his name, even if they're gathered around a computer screen, he is with them. Jesus 
is the stairway to heaven. God doesn't dwell in a house. He dwells in Jesus. God is really present in Jesus. Christ is the place of worship. In our Lord, that gap between heaven and earth has been bridged perfectly and completely. God has found you because Jesus is God in the flesh. When you are united to Christ through baptism, it is as though you're in the house of God, the temple itself, with God's angels going up and coming down, and God's own presence right there beside you. God came down to us. That's what the creed says. He came down from heaven and was incarnate of the Holy Spirit by the Virgin Mary. Emmanuel, God with us, to die for us, to conquer sin and death for us, to rise for us, to bring us to His Father, and to be the one and only mediator between God and man. The only person who can unite heaven and earth. Jesus is the place where God dwells. Jesus is the Son of Man who was lifted up on the cross. The cross of Jesus is the new Bethel, the house of God, a stairway to heaven. St. Catherine of Siena, a medieval uh, writer, paints a beautiful picture of Jesus' cross as a wooden ladder to heaven. She even says that his crucified body is the ladder which we climb to God. Listen as she, to what she wrote. And if you ask, what is the way? I will tell you that it is the way Christ chose. The way of disgrace, suffering, torment, and scourging. And how? To make it possible to climb to this perfection, Christ actually made for us a staircase of his body. If you look at his feet, you see that they are nailed fast to the cross to form the first stair. Climb the next stair without delay, and you come to the open side of God's own Son. Then, aflame with desire, you get up and climb to the next stair, his mouth. There you find rest in quiet calm. This, then, is where a Christian finds themselves conformed with Christ crucified, united with Him. The call of Philip and Nathaniel tell us that there is a stairway connecting heaven and earth, a stairway to heaven. Jesus is that stairway to heaven. Jesus of Nazareth is the one whom all of the Old Testament was talking about and pointing to. In Christ, God comes down to earth. He's the Word made flesh, the Son of God, the promised King of Israel, who bridges that gap between heaven and earth. He bridges that gap in His own body. And the latter is His cross. Jesus is the answer to all our God questions. He didn't just come down to do one or two nice tricks. Jesus is the true Son of God who came to earth to seek and to save you. The Lord says to each one of you, follow me. Before you knew Christ, He knew you. Before you chose Christ, He chose you. 
His cross is your stairway to heaven. Cling to the cross. Cling to it. Never lose sight of it. And if you ascend that stairway, then the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at icloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.